What's up everyone? This is Mayowa, your host, and you are listening to the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. More people than ever are building cool stuffs online from the scratch, solving problems and making a lot of money in the process. And on this show, I sit down with these amazing six-figure entrepreneurs to share their entrepreneurial journeys, the ideas, the opportunities, the strategy they are taking advantage of so the rest of us can do the same. And now, let's get the show started. I have another guest in the house today, and before we get the show started, I will just pass the mic to her. She will tell us about herself and a bit about our business. Hi, Carolina. Hello. It's so good to be here today. Yeah. So I'm happy to have you on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. So uh, Carolina, before we are to get the show rolling, uh, can you just walk us through how you got started as an entrepreneur, how all this journey got started for you? Absolutely. So I am an author of the book, Euphoric Ditch Alcohol and Gain a Happier, More Confident You. And I also run a coaching business called Euphoric AF, where I help women get freedom from alcohol. Now, I help women not necessarily who are suffering from addiction, but interestingly enough, most people actually study show over drink, and it can really hold us back from greater happiness, health and success in our lives. And basically, that's where I got started. You know, I was a pretty healthy person, but I definitely overdrank when I went to hang out with friends or go socialize on the weekend. And every Monday morning, I just felt horrible. And just like I didn't want to achieve anything. I worked a nine to five job at that point, And I just felt really stuck. I knew I didn't want to work a nine to five. I knew I was bored with my career. I knew that I wanted more for my life, but it just couldn't seem to get out of the cycle of just waiting for the weekend to open some wine. Finally, I took a break from alcohol myself and really discovered how much happier and healthier I felt. But I also really got the confidence I needed to start taking baby steps towards my business. And so when I got the freedom from alcohol, I really discovered this process that was really easy in order to change. And I wanted to share that process with other people. So while I still had my day job, I started uh, working on my business. I started coaching. I started, you know, getting certified. I started uh, releasing programs to and building an audience. And slowly but surely within a year and a half and a half, I was able to leave my day job. I got a six figure book deal and I've been full time ever since. Um, I, I now host coaching. I do group coaching. I do uh, retreats all around the world and uh, host a podcast. And so I've been an entrepreneur for four years. It's been the best journey of my life. And I'm just so passionate about being an entrepreneur because I really think it is allows us to do so much personal development and help so many people at the same time. Wow, your story is quite unique in the sense that for most people, uh, for most entrepreneurs I've interviewed on this show, uh, is either they uh, leave their corporate job or maybe they just, uh, that entrepreneurship spirit has been in them since when they are small and they just transition into it, becoming an entrepreneur. But for you, you know, uh, it's actually started with an event in your life, which is uh, quitting uh, a core. And uh, one curious thing I've just uh I just want to ask you is what exactly inspire you starting your a business like an online business after you uh, quit uh, drinking alcohol? You know, I think it was recognizing what my deeper values were. And I think it was honestly knowing that, you know, even I always knew I wanted to write a book, for example, but I didn't always know I wanted to be an entrepreneur because in my mind, an entrepreneur was this white guy from Silicon Valley. And so I didn't really identify as entrepreneurship was even a pathway for me. 
Um, but you know, when I started recognizing what my values are, I started recognizing that freedom was my, one of my number one values. So I hated working for a boss. I hated working a, a strict schedule at work. I hated not having autonomy over my life and over the projects I worked on. Freedom not only was important for me to have my own autonomy, but I also loved to travel. And I hated only having, you know, two weeks off of work. I really wanted to live my life where I get to travel and do what I want. I also really valued impact. And while my last job wasn't, you know, that bad or anything, I felt like I wasn't really making an impact in people's lives. And I really, really wanted to create a life that was based on making a difference and having some kind of legacy where you know you gave back. And so when I looked at those two values, you know, freedom, impact, I really, really saw that a, a business would be the right way to both get those things. And, you know, I also started looking at who I was jealous of. And so I remember looking back at that stage and seeing people online and seeing people you know, uh, make money while they travel and help a lot of people. And I knew that there was a part of me that was jealous of that. And that's how I wanted to get started. And, you know, I have to say that ditching alcohol was really fundamental because it gave me this confidence. Like if I, I was like, if I could do this, what else could I do? So even though I used to have that limiting belief that entrepreneurs are only white guys from Silicon Valley, all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, why not me? Why not me? You know, I have something really valuable to teach people, something that is a problem for so many people out there. And I have a really, really valuable way to teach it and a unique kind of message because I don't work necessarily in the traditional kind of way that you would, you know, quit drinking. I really, really help people align it with their intuition and values and discover their deeper potential. And so, you know, baby step by baby step, I just got inspired to kind of take little steps. First, it was like learning about how to register a business. And then it was like putting a business plan together. And then it was starting to put my program together. And, you know, I always almost was kind of like, well, let me just do this one little baby step and we'll see what happens. And each time I did the first step, it just was like the next step just naturally presented itself. And so by the time I was a year and a half in, I was able to quit because I was making just the same amount as you know my previous job but the the month i quit was really amazing because i started making double double what my previous job paid me and so it just showed me that the universe has been guiding me on this journey this whole time and that really when i took a leap of faith you know like i was the universe caught me and i really was meant to do this i've now helped thousands of people change their relationship with alcohol thousands of people have read my book and I really know that I've stepped into that life where not only do I have freedom, I just spent three months in Europe traveling, but I also have the impact. I know that my life is making a difference and I'm helping other women. And that just brings me so much joy and satisfaction every day. So, you know, it was really kind of like dipping my toe into entrepreneurship and kind of shaking a lot of limiting beliefs I had. You know, there's so many beliefs too. We have like, oh, I need all this capital, for example. Well, you know, today there's so many online businesses. There's so much in the knowledge industry, for example, that you don't even have to get started with a lot of capital or some kind of loans or funding. You know, there's so much more freedom today in the entrepreneurial space to get your business up and going. Um, and I just, I really believe in it because I think it gives us than at freedom as well to live the lives we want to live. Okay, that's quite an inspiring story. And uh, I think I really, uh, I was able to connect with your story because I got started, even though my, uh, I, I left my paid job and I was just reading stories about people, how they are traveling around the world, how they just build a business from the scratch entirely online and living that uh, freedom lifestyle. And I was like, you know, if these people can do this, 
I surely can do the same. And I think that's what inspired me, just like Accord inspire you. And just like you said, it doesn't take much to start a business online. For me, then I don't even have to register any business. All it just takes is just for me to register. I think it's just $10 or so to register a domain and just start a blog where I was blogging about the uh, me, how I was learning how to write books, how to publish books and a whole lot of things like that. And uh, that's one thing I want our audience to take away from this episode is from Karina's uh, story, it doesn't take much for you to get started online. We can just, if as long as you have something to talk about, you have a story to share, you have an idea you want to explore, that is all you need. And also, you can listen to podcasts like this for you to get inspiration uh, from people who have already built that lifestyle that you are uh, you wanted to build. And I think that's one reason why I started this podcast to be able to. Uh, be like that uh, inspiration source for people who want to start a business online, who want to live that freedom lifestyle that many always desire, but don't have the knowledge or the power or even the motivation to do. So uh, that's a very, so let's take it from where it got started to today. So along your journey, what are the most important lessons you have learned along your line, along the line of you getting started and becoming who you are today. Absolutely. And I'm so uh, just inspired by your story as well, you know, and just giving back to people by getting them inspired and showing them that anything is really possible. Um, you know, I think, like I said earlier, being an entrepreneur is a huge journey of personal growth because I think a lot of entrepreneurs want immediate success and they want it to happen right now, right? And the thing is, is that when you first start, even though you want like a hundred customers to buy your thing or your product or your service, this, the truth is, is that when you first start, you're not ready for a hundred people to buy it. You don't have the infrastructure for that, right? Like you can't actually handle that kind of demand. And so I think it's also been this journey of really recognizing that I'm supposed to grow at the level I'm growing and really making improvements to my business. You know, I think a lot of people are perfectionists. And so they, they hold themselves back because if it's the website's not perfect, if their social media isn't perfect, if this or that isn't perfect, they don't actually talk about it or release it to the world. And the thing is, is that nothing we'll do will ever be perfect, you know, and if we're because perfect doesn't exist, literally perfect doesn't exist. It's, it's a standard that doesn't exist. And so if we're already waiting for something to be perfect, it will never, ever go out in the world. And so I think the 80% good enough mantra is amazing because, you know, when I first put a website up, it was crappy, right? Like it was okay, but it just, it wasn't as good as it could have been, but I put it up anyway and I didn't know how to make it better then. But then I learned a little bit more about branding and about marketing and about design. And I just iterated and iterated. You know, I remember my first few launches, I would get a handful of sales. And at that point I was expecting a hundred, but you know, I really was only meant to work with those, you know, handful of people at the beginning, because again, I had just started my systems. I had just started doing this coaching thing. And so I think patience actually is a really, really good one and really recognizing that things are unfolding as they should because I see so many people giving up. They get their website up. They get started talking on social media. Maybe they put an offer together and start selling something and they don't really see a huge response at first. And then they just slowly give up. Nobody, and I love to learn from people who are so successful, so famous, 
you know, nobody was successful on their first try. <laughs> like, it's so heartening to hear a really successful people say like, yeah, nobody bought my product at first or nobody bought my service or one person did or two people did because it really goes to show that everyone started at the beginning. And I know it's hard at the beginning to think like, wow, I have this huge mountain to climb. It's going to take forever, but you don't have to look at the mountain. All you have to do is look at just the next step, just the next thing. You know, so for me, first, I was launching my website and then I launched a podcast and, you know, then I started writing my book. And today, all these little baby steps added up to something so big, something that reaches like hundreds of thousands of people on the Internet. And none of it could have been built in one day, you know, and there's just so much more I could do, obviously, but I have the time to do it. So I think, you know, to be successful, you know, to have written a book, to have a six figure business, to continually expand you have to really recognize it's going to be an iterative process, step by step, you know, and to not be a perfectionist and to not give up on it. And here's what I love to say. You know, the thing is, is when it comes to your dreams, like say you have a dream of writing a book or hitting six figures or hitting seven figures, all of those things are going to take time. All of those things will not happen overnight, right? All of those things take time. But the thing is, we get discouraged and we want to give up and we just like, oh, it's going to take too long. But the thing is, is that time passes by either way. You know, in a year from now, it's going to be 2023. In five years from now, five years will have passed. In 10 years, 10 years will have passed. We can't stop time. No matter what, time will keep going. So who cares if it takes five years to write a book? Who cares if it takes five years to create a side hustle and then leave your job and make six figures? Well, I mean, the, the time is going to pass by either way. So wouldn't you rather be working on your passion that gives you the energy and inspiration and know that you're making an impact? And that's kind of how I've seen my journey. And, you know, a lot of people look at me and say, wow, how did you do all that? How did you get grow a multiple six-figure business and write a book and all these things? And, you know, I, I took just one little step after the next. Yeah, that's that's. That's all anyway. I think I, I don't know why I just keep uh, getting connected to your story, because I think that's the same uh, thing I would say to anybody out there if I'm to be interviewed, because uh, for me, it took me two years of being broke and having to even thinking of just uh, quitting and just getting a paid job for me to get my first client. And after that first client, I got the second one, I got the third. And within six months, I was I was able to make more than 15,000 US dollars just in the space of six months. And two years prior to that, I was making nothing. And uh, my first website, I uncode my work first website uh, with HTML and I was even using a free host. So nothing was so perfect. And I don't even have my idea where perfected. I, I just started learning out and I was teaching what I was learning along the line. And those pieces are just uh, gathering themselves together. And that is how it got blown up today. But if I didn't get started uh, that day in 2012, nothing would have happened. And at that amazing 10 years uh, journey that I've had so far, I would not have been able to have it. And all those people I've been able to work with, I would never be able to. Uh, make that kind of impact in their life. So just like uh, Karina mentioned, you don't need to wait for the perfect time to get started. The best time to get started is now. And also you must have patience because Rome is not built in a day and nobody will come out and tell you, even if someone is coming out to tell you that they have an overnight success, just remember that that overnight success probably has taken like maybe some few years or even months 
of hard work that they might not even talk about. So those are the things I just want to add to what you just uh, mentioned. Yeah, I love that so much. And congratulations on, you know, everything that you've built in that time. Yeah, thank you so much. So, uh, Karina, we just are presently in your business today. Can you give us a picture of what your business structure looks like and revenue-wise, what is your figure for 2022? Absolutely. So um, I have, I'm in the knowledge industry, right? Which I'm so passionate about because whether we go through something ourselves, like a challenge or something that we over have to overcome or a problem, you know, like say someone wants to like lose weight and finally find something that works for them or say someone has to go through even a horrible divorce and they finally learn how to take care of themselves and, and how to make peace with their ex, like all of these challenges that we go through, I feel like we go through them so that we can help other people go through the same. And I think in the knowledge industry, there's so much that we can offer back to the world because we can teach it. And, and like you said, we can either teach it because we've experienced it or we can teach it because we're learning it, right? Like there's such a powerful thing in being the, the, the curator where you're like, okay, guys, I'm learning this and let me share, share it back to you, right? Like I'm always learning and teaching back as well, right? And the thing is, is that I know that there's so much information out there. There's so many books out there. There's so many podcasts out there. But, you know, sometimes someone needs to hear something from five different people and it finally clicks when they hear it from you. So even if you have like advice or tips or knowledge to share that you think has already been done and it's already out there, you know, truly, you know, maybe from your demographic or your kind of lifestyle or your voice or your vision, like nobody's ever heard it from you and the spin that you kind of have on it, right? Because I have competitors out there, you have competitors out there, but truly our voice and our brand can be super unique and connect with people in a completely different way than those other companies. And so, you know, today with this knowledge industry that I have that I'm so passionate about because I just believe that anyone can do it and it almost doesn't matter where you're from or what your income levels are or what your background is, anyone can, you know, we, we all age in this lifetime with wisdom and that wisdom can be shared with other people. So I have this coaching business and I started out doing mostly one-on-one -on -one coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching is very common at first because um, you know, you only have to work with a few people at a time. It's also a, a fairly high ticket item so you can make good money off of it. Um, so I did do one-on-one -on -one coaching for quite a long time, but then there comes a time when that makes you too busy. You have, you know, you don't have enough hours in the day to actually meet with that many people. And so we've moved over to group programs where we can provide the same level of information and coaching, but we do it in groups and I have other coaches supporting me. So I now run between, you know, I, anywhere from one to three group programs at a time at any point of the year where we have women in there and a team of coaches and me, um, you know, holistically holding their hands through the transformation that they're going through. Um, I also host retreats, which is really fun for me. Cause like I said before, I love to travel. It's one of my, you know, favorite things to do and to be able to marry my passion of travel with, you know, the transformation I help women with has been just so fun. So this year we're traveling to Bali, uh, Indonesia, and then also to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico for retreats, um, which has just been, again, like a, a dream come true. So the group coaching, we have retreats, we have uh, run on one coaching, and I also do courses. So there's some smaller ticket items I have that, you know, if someone doesn't want to work one on one or in a group, that they have information products that they can go through to help them. Um, so that's kind of like the suite of my different offers. Obviously, I have a book as well. 
Um, but it really is all just based on the wisdom, you know, the books I've read, the coaching I've gone through and kind of putting it together to really help someone through a proven framework. You know, my framework to help someone ditch alcohol, it's an eight step framework. It's now helped thousands of people do so. So it's just so incredible to be able to be there. Um, for this year, we're looking at around $300,000 in, in revenue projected. So that's been a huge growth too. You know, the first year I was in business, I made $7,000. So to be able to see, you know, from where you started to where you are now, it's just so cool. Um, and, you know, I, I don't do it alone either. So when I first started, obviously I did everything by myself. I did all of it, the writing, the website, the coaching, all of it. But as I grew, I really recognized that delegating was one of the most smartest things you can do to really build a company and to build a system that works for you, even when you're not around. So I have a team of coaches that work under me. I have, you know, my online business manager, copywriter, just all these brilliant people that can also help the 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 engine of euphoric uh, really build bigger and bigger and bigger onwards to seven figures. Um, so that's kind of my business in a nutshell. And I have literally, I'm obsessed with it. Like I, I'm so obsessed with business and personal development. Like I'm so just so profoundly grateful that this is what I do for a living because every single day, I mean, I have some bad days too, but every single day I, I feel just so grateful and so fulfilled by what I get to do. That's quite detailed. And one of the, uh, one of the most detailed, uh, answer to this question so far on this uh, podcast. And I, I think uh, as you said, thank you for that. Uh, so now let's talk about, uh, you've mentioned your book many times. And as a book coach, I always like to uh, ask this question whenever I'm interviewing someone who has written and published a book. You know, my idea of a book is not just uh, to write a book and just uh, let it go so that maybe uh, you want to use it to become a best-selling author or you want to use it to get popular. My idea of a book is uh, to use it uh, as a springboard for your business to get that instant uh, credibility, that instant authority, and also get a lot of eyeball for your ideas, for what you do and uh, for your business as well. So I, I, I like to ask you this question. How far and how well have you been able to, or let me say, what uh, how how much of an impact has your book been able to give your business and uh, how well has your business benefited from you writing uh, your book? That's such a good question. And I love your perspective because it's so true. A lot of people, you know, I wanted to be a writer ever since I was a little girl. And then a part of me kind of gave up on that dream because I just didn't think it was possible, A, because I didn't think I could write, but B, because I also didn't think there was really money in it. And it is true that like when you, especially if you traditionally publish, um, you know, there's just royalties that you might get, but this is not very as much money and even self-publishing, you know, there's only so much that you get from that. And so really thinking of a book is not just the only thing in your, in your business, but really a way to promote your business. I think it's so smart of you to say that. Um, so that is exactly how I've seen my book is just a marketing tool to really reach more people. And I have to say it is like, I've done it all. I've done free workshops. I've done Facebook ads. I've done the podcast. I'm on Pinterest. Like I'm on YouTube. I've done it all. Right. And I have to say the book is the best lead generation tool that I have because, you know, people find it, people find it either on Amazon or maybe someone hears me on a podcast like this, or maybe they're searching on Google and they read it and not only do they do they find me and read it and like and and get to know me but they really get to know me i mean this is a book about 
you know, my, my framework, my plan, but also a little bit about my, my life. So it really builds the know, like, and trust factor really fast. And also when we see a book on the shelf, like we all automatically assume that the authors are very credible experts. And that usually is the case, right? So like someone sees my book and not only do they get to know me really fast and get to know my story and like me and all those things and trust me, but they also then trust that I'm a credible expert. So then the leads that we've gotten from that is just been phenomenal. My book only came out in January. So it's actually only been around 10 months that it's been out, but it's been a huge game changer for sure in my business. And we always use promoting my book as a huge strategy to get people in the door because, you know, someone might go on a blog post and they might click out of it and never see it again, never see you or your brand again. Someone might listen to a podcast episode, but maybe they won't come back another for another time. Um, so, you know, our email open rate social media is like the lowest, you know, engagement, like people only see like one or 2% of their, of their follow the people they follow on social media. But I think a book is really powerful as just that handshake to, to get to know someone, to have them really, um, understand your brand. It's, it's just so good and it's evergreen. So like my book is going to be just as popular next year and the year after that, because my topic is so relevant, right? So it's not like I just have this one book launch and then no one ever buys my book again. It's not like that. It continues to have sales over time. So I think it's a brilliant strategy. And obviously I'm traditionally published, which I love and I believe anyone can do, but self-publishing is also a really great start. And a lot of people write books that they self-publish that they can then put you know, Amazon ads behind or share on the internets and it's just a really great lead generation for you and it also again it just makes you seem so much more credible to be offering the services that you do because there is a book behind it you know it takes a lot of work to codify your framework and to write a book and stuff like that so anyone who's interested in it like I think 82 percent of at least Americans uh have have been said that they want to write a book but the the huge majority of them don't and I think it's just one of those things that people think is too big of a mountain to tackle or just too big of a project. But, you know, I started writing just 15 minutes a day, like not even on a computer, just in a little notepad. I started writing 15 minutes a day. That's it. Um, so it really is one of those things that you can break down and break apart and be working on even while you're working on other goals. Yeah, that's that's good. And uh, in addition to that, you know, I got to understand the power of uh, uh, writing a book, not just a book anyway. I call it uh, the Six Figure Business Book. And that's one of the things that uh, I always love uh, business people or busy entrepreneurs to uh, create out into the world. And, you know, in 2016, I just out of the blue moon, uh, I wrote a post on LinkedIn then and it went viral and it was so popular, got a lot of comments and I was just like, you know what, uh, people really dig this uh, post, why not turn it into a book, I just added more content to it and I just published it, it was just like 40 pages or so and I just left it there and really I just keep getting emails upon emails of people asking me how they can because the book was about Facebook art how to use facebook how to market a book and you know people started emailing me out of the bloom after reading the book on amazon and asking me how can they work with me and so far so good since 2016 to around uh, 2019 where uh before i stopped uh offering that services i've made more than twenty thousand dollars from that book and it's only just 299 dollars on amazon and that is when i got to understand that you know what the best way to just like you mentioned a book a business book is a very great uh legend uh for 
a business and even for those people who don't have their audience is a very good way to uh, get uh, that eyeball and to get people to get to know what you are up to and i'm very happy that you uh agreed to that and even mentioned that your book has been able to help you a lot in your business yeah and you know too like especially as we have our different products and services offered you know maybe one-on-one -on -one coaching is a certain rate or a certain level that someone might not be able to afford or, you know, same thing with a program or a course or other products and service. But I really see as a book is like, usually it's the same information you're teaching. It's just, you know, condensed and put in a, in a, in a, in a format. So they don't get everything, but they get a lot of it, you know? And so a book is really, I think a way to help just so many other people who might not ever be able to do one-on-one -on -one coaching or, or this or that. It's like you're sharing your framework, your strategy, you know, everything that you know that you could fit in a book is in that book. And so again, to me, it also just shows that like you, you're you're trying to help more people too, which I think is just really generous. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying this conversation. And uh, one question I want to ask you is this, I, I didn't plan for this, it just uh, came through uh, to me. And I think it's very cool with the topic we have been talking about so far, you know, there is one side of writing a book, which is uh, you are traditionally published. And uh, for most people, most business people, or most uh, people who are writing a book for the first time always like to go through uh, the self-publishing route. And uh, no way is really better than the other. And so far, so good. I've been at the back end of a lot of book launches, and I've been able to understand that what really matters is how you two are even showing up to market your book. So I just want to ask you, uh, after writing your book, what are the things that you have done to that help people to discover your book? Because I believe you can't. Uh, you didn't just write and publish your book and just leave it like that and just wish and hope for people to discover your book. So I'm just curious to know what are those things that you have done that has helped people to discover your book after you publish it. Yeah, great question. So I would say that marketing the book is the hardest part. And a lot of people think once they write the book, they're done. But nope, the, the real work has started with marketing. So my book came out in January. Um, and so I worked with a publishing team or sorry, publicists. So I was on a lot of different media articles, different really big articles across the United States. I was on five different TV shows around the world. Um, I also had a big podcast strategy, you know, just like I got on your podcast today, like a lot of different podcasts are actually looking for guests. So, you know, it's not even a matter of cold pitching a ton of podcasts. You can find the podcasts that are already looking for guests and submit yourself, you know, to be considered. And so I, I was on a strategy to hit a hundred podcasts within like three months, right around the time my book came out, which was a lot of work, but you know, it's really fun, really fulfilling. I met amazing people. I love the people I get to meet through podcasts like yourself. Uh, so definitely a lot of podcasts, a lot of media. Um, I also engaged my own audience. So I did what's called a book launch campaign where they got different gifts if they purchased the book um, and all those gifts kind of went away. We had a book launch team. So those are kind of like your biggest fans um, and friends that you ask them to be on the team. And then they not only promote the book for you, but they also write reviews on Amazon. So Amazon reviews are quite important as well if you want your book to do well there. Um, and then I also sent it to a lot of influencers within my niche. So hoping that they would promote it as well. And I got a lot of different partners to support in that. And so that was like a big launch stuff. And, you know, today I still work on a lot of these efforts because I just really believe that the book has so much power to just bring in exactly the right client, the right audience for, for my company. 
And so today we continue to send the book out to influencers. Now we're doing Amazon ads, which is really fun. Uh, we do some Facebook ads as well. Um, I love to gift it as well. So if like clients will buy a certain program or a certain package, I love sending them my my book as a gift. Um, I go speaking as well. So I do conferences and I speak across the nation. So I'll always um, talk about my book and sell my book at those conferences so it's a lot of activities for sure, but um, you know, I think it was overwhelming at the start, but now I've kind of seamlessly woven it in into the marketing of my business. And every time I market my book, it's not just, yes, obviously if someone buys your book, it's only, you know, 10, 20, whatever dollars. And, and you're hoping that, you know, that they would buy a program or a course or something a lot more that, you know, helps your bottom line. But again, the book isn't meant to be the revenue generator. It's the handshake. It's the welcome to my company. It's come, please learn about everything. And so many people have become that much more strongly tied to your brand because of a book. So I really now am able to see not just marketing the book as its own activity, but really seamlessly woven it into the marketing strategy for the whole company because it really, really works. Yeah. And uh, a very small addition to that is your book is an evergreen legion uh strategy or legion to because it doesn't a book doesn't expire unless you just uh, unpublish it and you are not interested in having it online again it can help you to create that boss for your business and even get your name and also is a very good opportunity to uh, get to connect to people because just like you mentioned you went on a lot of podcasts and i think pitching on podcasts a very good way to do that is just to give them an idea that you have a book and you have you teach something inside the book and you would like to probably even give a copy out to uh the uh the podcaster uh the podcasters uh, audience and also i think that's a more uh credible way to get on other people's uh to get through to other people's audience either to podcast or through uh jv or through partnership and the like so that is very awesome and i must say you are a very good uh promoter a good marketer at that with everything that you have mentioned so far oh thank you i had help so <laughs> yeah yeah sure M many people always many people will just write a book and that is where it went it happened to me earlier as well when I first wrote my couple of uh, my first couple of book and I was clueless about how to market it and that is when I started learning Facebook ad and uh, it really helped me back then when Facebook ad was very uh, cheap and it's very easy to just uh, run some ad and just get a lot of sales for anything that you are running as to them. So. Uh, Carolina, let's talk about your business. We've talked about the success story. We've talked about the wins. We've talked about the gains. And surely there are challenges. So what are those challenges that you are facing in your business right now? What exactly are you doing to address those challenges? That's a great question. Um, so I think I'm in the growing pains challenge right now. Obviously, I've had a lot of challenges across the years, you know, but right now it's kind of a growing pains because my business is at a point where it's very systematic. Like we get a certain amount of interest and clients and, and people and programs and we can kind of um, start to um, guess or kind of mark out what that will be every month. And so before, you know, I was really working on my own and, and just trying to carry the load of all of these programs and clients. And now I really have the infrastructure set up to support more people. So, you know, like I said, I hired coaches and stuff like that. So I think as you grow, especially, you know, I obviously have the goal to grow to seven figures. As you grow to seven figures or eight figures or whatever it is, 
you're always like moving one step forward, but then they're like kind of rebalancing in that new step, you know? So first you might hire a team, but then you might have to obviously spend more of your revenue to pay the team, you know? And so you start to have to make more revenue. And so it's kind of like a give and take that happens slowly, but surely, you know, you can't just like jump, you know, usually overnight to this new level. I mean, you could, I'm sure, but you know, I don't know how to do that quite yet. So I think it's that kind of, you know, uh, how much do you delegate to team and how much do you have them take over versus like, you know, how much clients are you bringing in, a, in every month? So just those growing pains. And, and honestly, I started this business because I wanted freedom, right? Like I wanted freedom from a nine to five. And so it's so ironic almost now that we're kind of building a company culture and we have team meetings and really kind of how do you bring in employees to make sure that they feel valued and that they really support the vision and all those stuff. So it's kind of like new leadership challenges that um, before I didn't have because before it was just me or me and a contract worker. So it's very interesting. I love it though. Like it's very fascinating to me. I can't wait to learn the next levels and and really get better, not only as a business owner, but as a leader, as I bring in more people. And then I think, you know, um, like that patience thing I've told you before, you know, we always just want to get to the next level fast, but really just understanding like you're growing through a certain level for a reason. So that like, when you have the bigger influx of clients or students that like you're ready for it. Like a lot of businesses just topple over when they're uh, get way too much more demand than they can handle. Um, I think lastly too, is just like really learning how to not hold back because when you go online and I know so many people are scared of this, you know, you open yourself up for criticism. You open yourself up for even haters or rejection and, um, you know, for every like one hateful thing or mean thing someone might say, like there's literally a hundred people telling you how much you've helped them and how amazing you are, but the criticism always hurts. And so, you know, sometimes I feel like whatever we've, someone has said to us before, um, it kind of can hold us back. Like we, we get scared to really share our message as like brilliantly and as vocally as we want to, you know? So I think also really recognizing how do you stay authentic and true to your vision and voice without having like a hundred voices in your brain of like, oh, don't say this, don't say that. Oh, that might offend this person. That might offend that person. That might, you know, cause that person to say this, you know, it can get hard. But I think as you grow to higher, higher levels, you you have to almost start protecting yourself from that. Like, you know, if you're a seven figure entrepreneur, like you probably shouldn't re be reading all the comments on something, right? Like you can have your assistant doing that or something like that so that your energy is protected. And I think working on how to protect my energy every day and my confidence every day is actually one of the most important things I can do for this company. Because if I'm not feeling my best or I'm not feeling like it, there's, there's nothing that's going to get done. You know, like I have a personality driven company. It's my name. It's not, it's not going to be here if I don't have the energy and the confidence to do it every day. So I think those are some of the challenges that have been experienced over time. And I know a lot of new entrepreneurs really worry about, you know, especially the criticism and stuff like that. And it's just so interesting because like the reason why people criticize you is usually because they are triggered by you. And it's usually because they're jealous of you. And that usually points to the fact that they wish that they were doing something similar to you. So it's actually sometimes can be seen as a compliment, you know, like if, if someone says something rude or mean, like when you start surpassing your family's expectations or, or your, you're the people that you grew up with, when you start really going after a life that no one has ever had around you, you're in like a new territory and you have just have to have a new mindset and stuff like that. And sometimes people might want to like hold you back or, or bring you back down to the fear or the reality that this isn't possible. You couldn't possibly do something like that. 
And so one of the best ways I've, I've been able to manage some of these things is really be in proximity with other entrepreneurs who are doing the same thing. Because when I'm in proximity with someone who's doing a six-figure launch or talking about living in different places around the world, like it elevates my mindset to really believe that all of this is possible for me instead of getting stuck with like what my family or my friends might expect. You know, because when you're an entrepreneur, most likely more than not, like you're kind of taking the road less traveled. It's very unlikely that your friends and family are doing the exact same thing you are. Um, So it's really important to find a network of people who will support you and who you can aspire to instead of getting kind of caught up with what your local um, social network is doing. Okay. Uh, Thanks for that detailed uh, uh, explanation. And, you know, as someone who has built a coaching business from the scratch to where it is today, where uh, you can travel around the world, you can enjoy life the way you want. One question most people who start a coaching uh, business always ask is, how do I get clients? And I just want to ask for people who are listening to us who are into coaching or maybe into consulting. So what are the best way that you have seen so far that has helped you to get clients coming in for your business? Absolutely. Um, And so I think it's interesting because when you first start, um, a lot of the traditional marketing routes like SEO or, um, you know, email campaign strategies or different funnels or ads, a lot of those things like don't work as fast. Like those things take time to build and to like really get that brand going out there. So at first I actually like when I do business coaching for um, clients who are launching their own business, direct engagement can actually be really effective to get clients. So what is direct engagement? It actually means building relationships with people online. Um, And so you want to work on your, you know, traditional marketing, like the SEO and writing blogs and putting content out there and writing a book and maybe having a podcast, sharing on social media. But all those things can take time, you know, to really develop. Like sometimes people are in your world for years before they ever buy something from you. So it's so interesting how that works. But I think direct engagement is a really smart way to, um, especially as a new entrepreneur, to get clients. Because really all you need is one or two clients to pay you for one-on-one work, especially. And that's like a really decent, you know, salary. Um, So direct engagement, you know, ask people questions, follow up with people on the DMs, you know, talk to people, get to know them. And it's not all just about, you know, selling them or getting to closing the sale. It's really getting to know what their challenges are. A lot of times when we're entrepreneurs, we think we know what our clients want. And we base it a lot around our experience. And so that's what first happened is I based my program and I first might wrote the first draft of my book kind of just based on my experience and what worked with me for me. But then as I started working with hundreds and hundreds of clients, I started recognizing, oh, wow, you know, maybe I didn't struggle with this, but a lot of women have this issue come up and then this or this or this. And so I've just been able to build so much more holistic programming and coaching kind of knowing what people's pain points are and really working with them through different challenges. So never forget the power of literally networking. I mean, I know it seems like kind of old fashioned today on our online world, but going out in your local community to networking events is super helpful. It also helps you start kind of practicing talking about your business and getting strong in your in your messaging and your business. And you have no idea who you could meet that could either be a really good client or actually refer you to someone else. Um, so I think those, those strategies work then. You know, today I do a lot less direct engagement because we built a company that has all these systems and funnels and stuff like that. Um, but we have team, I have team members that are always looking to build relationships with people. And, you know, I think a really good, um, always giving value, you know, like whether it's a free event, like a free challenge or a free webinar or, um, a free 
you know, workshop or something, it always is a really good way and give value, like teach your heart out, teach what you know. Obviously, we are always too scared of giving away too much, but really like a 60 minute talk usually isn't going to completely change someone's lives. They need accountability or they need, you know, guidance step by step or they need to understand um, it more in depth. So teach your heart out when you're doing these free events or free workshops or something like that and then offer your program, your course or your product service as the next right step to take if they want to go deeper with you. And I think that really leading by giving value out first, it really builds a brand and it really people just come to know, like, and trust you. So um, those are my ideas. Yeah, you said it right. And I always like to say something that entrepreneurship is not a solo sport. It is a team sport because uh, for since 2012, when I got started see last year, I have been playing it solo and this year was when I really focused on building connections, networking with people, meeting a lot of people, most especially through this podcast and my other podcast and even just through uh, connecting with people and see how I can add value. And I must say it has been uh, a very great journey for me and I have made more money this year than I have made in the past two or three years. And apart from that, I've been able to meet people that I never even believed I would be able to meet uh, if I just stay in one corner, I just try to do it on my own. Uh, since then, I've got to realize that uh, we have to work with people. There is no competition in the online world. Uh, we just have to find a way to add value and to collaborate together because together we can do more than just uh, doing it all alone. Absolutely. Yes. So uh, we all, uh, we only have a few minutes left on this uh, interview, and I wish <laughs> and I wish we had more time uh, to go with this because I'm enjoying uh, this episode, and I believe that people listening to us as well will enjoy it and get a lot of value from it. So uh, I always like to ask one question uh, from my guest, which is, I love books so much, and book I uh, as a I'm an author on one side and. Up on the other side, I'm a very great reader. I love to read people's story. I love to read what people are doing, what they have learned, what it took them years to learn, and what, uh, you know, it, a book is a very uh, funny thing because people have spent years to gather experience together, to gather knowledge, to have a skill, and they just package it into just one book. And I can just sit down and read one book and read their entire life and uh, read whatever they have learned so far for years in just uh, some few hours. So what is one book that has really impacted, uh, had a lot of impact on your business, apart from your own book, that you like to recommend for people listening to us? Oh, well, I love it. I'm such a bookworm too. I am looking at my bookshelf right now and I have three large bookshelves, floor to ceiling, and there's probably over a thousand books on them and they don't fit anymore. So I need to stop buying so many, but you know, I, I just agree with you so much. Books are so powerful. And like, we take it for granted that really there's so much wisdom, so much life experience all packaged nicely in a book. It's just a perfect place. Anytime I'm curious about something, you know, totally new topic or just something I don't really know very much about. I'd much rather write, read a book than watch like a YouTube video, for example. Like to me, a book just helps me just really know something much better before I'm ready to go even deeper, you know, on a certain topic. Um, so for me, it would have to probably be the book Leveraging the Universe by Mike Dooley. And this is a book that is really much how our thoughts can really control our reality and how our thoughts can really dictate our future and how the power of... Um, 
you know, changing our thoughts and really believing in a better future and, and, um, you know, visualizing and practicing affirmations and just really recognizing how our thoughts create our future reality, I think is just so good. And, and there's a lot of books, obviously, on things like law of attraction and manifestation, but this one doesn't even use those words. It's really so um, just so beautiful how the author connects you not only to this, this powerful principle, but also just to the magic of the universe. You know, like every day we have stressful life events, we have frustrating emails, we have all this going on. We stop and we stop to forget that we are literally on a planet that is spinning around our solar system that had to have the perfect conditions for us to be here. Uh, we've been evolving for so long. Like it is just a miracle. And our, our planet has everything. We have beautiful beaches and snow-capped mountains. And it's just sometimes we have to pinch ourselves to remember how lucky we really are. So this book also just connects you to that like bigger force and that bigger energy that's that's rooting for you, that really wants you to succeed and wants you to be happy and tries to show you how you could do so. And so I just, I love that book. I think it's something I recommend for a lot of different people, uh, Leveraging the Universe by Mike Dooley. All right. Thanks for that recommendation. This is the first time that uh, any guest on this uh, podcast we ever recommend this book. And I think I would like to uh, get a copy of this book and read it in uh, in one of my spare time. So listeners out there, link to the book that Carolina just mentioned. You can find it by heading straight to uh, the sixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for Carolina in the search bar on that page and the show note for this episode will pop up with a link to this book. So uh, lastly, before we say goodbye and before you tell us where we can connect with you online, uh, as someone who uh, quit a life that doesn't serve you, you uh, quit uh, drinking and uh, you are able to make a lot of impact in people's life and uh, also been, uh, you are able to serve yourself and even do well for yourself, live that lifestyle you, that you have always wanted to live. Uh, for entrepreneurs out there listening to this podcast, I want, to give, I want you to give us a five-minute masterclass on how entrepreneurs out there can let go of what is not serving them uh, to help them to become who they want to be and help them to get to where they aspire to be. Absolutely. You know, I think entrepreneurs are just a really special group of people because they listen to this call that I think a lot of us have about making a difference about, you know, uh, sharing their gift with the world and really took a scary route. Entrepreneurship is scary. You know, like it doesn't have the stability of a nine to five. It, it means that, you know, people can criticize you or complain about you. Like there, there's so much strength and resilience to build through entrepreneurship. But I think that when you start growing as an entrepreneur, you really have to recognize that playing by the same rules that the rest of society plays by isn't really your life anymore. You know, like you really achieve more success when you engage in, um, you know, just mindset work and changing your beliefs and changing your habits. So for example, even though I stopped drinking when I was before, when I had a nine to five job, and that's kind of what catalyzed me to launch a business, if I was still drinking today and I had a I had this business, there's no way. I mean, even like one or two drinks would like completely ruin my sleep. I wouldn't want to go on live the next day. I wouldn't want to, you know, talk to clients. Like it was just a way for me to kind of hide in my comfort zone. And I think a lot of the things we do, we do because we want to be in our comfort zone, but they're not serving us. They're not serving us and they're not helping us grow into the person we're meant to be who really can handle it all and, you know, have that life and impact that we want to have in this world. And so sometimes looking at like your lifestyle and just asking you, hey, 
you know, it's fine if I did this in college. It's fine if I did this when I was younger. But what is what is in my life today that's kind of unconscious and outdated that isn't helping me become who I want to become? Maybe it's not helping me become a six-figure entrepreneur or a seven-figure entrepreneur. And obviously those habits could be some things like not, you know, drinking or it could be watching too much TV or it could be eating a lot of bad food and then you never have energy to work on your business. You know, there's so many different things, but it might not just be habits and lifestyle. It could also be, you know, mindsets. It could be the way we think about something or how we never want to ask for help. So for example, when I shared all the things I had to do for my book, that was a lot of work. And I grew up, you know, um, I grew up really independent. I grew up as the last child of my household. And so I kind of learned how to fend for myself. And I, I really prided myself on never asking for help. And so one of the biggest lessons I had to learn for my book launch was that it's okay to ask for help. It doesn't make me weak. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that I can, tr- I can't trust people, you know? And so I learned that huge lesson to ask for help. And so what maybe mindset blocks are holding you back? What beliefs, what, th- what thoughts are holding you back? Because the thing is, is that whatever got you here, even to this level of success, isn't what's going to get you to the next level. And so always like reevaluating what is no longer serving us. And we don't have to be sad or angry about letting it go. It's just saying, okay, this served me in this past. I can see why I I was doing that before, but it's not helping me achieve this next big level. And having really the faith to take the next step and to really move forward with your life. Maybe it means um, not hanging out with a toxic person anymore. Maybe you have a friend who always belittles your business and makes it seem like you'll never succeed, you know, maybe it's time to put some boundaries up and not hang out with that person anymore. So I think letting go of what no longer serves you can really be totally different for each person, depending on where they are and what they're going through. But I think really having that look at yourself and just asking not what you want right now, because right now all of us just want immediate gratification and some comfort. What do you want most? And are you setting yourself your life, your social circles, the things you watch on TV or don't watch? Uh, the books you read, all of that kind of stuff. Are you setting it up for the life you really want, right? The future life. So I think that would be, you know, my best advice on letting go no longer serves you. And if it's with alcohol, I highly recommend my book. It will totally change how you see alcohol and give you a really good guide on how to take an eight week break. It's not about quitting forever. Honestly, for me, I think that people just need to explore and experiment and start to learn new tools on how to um, take care of their emotional needs And once you change your mindset around alcohol and really take care of yourself in new ways, a lot of times people just find that alcohol is not that alluring anymore. It just stops being something that they're interested in. So for sure, check out my book if that's what you're, you know, if that's what's coming up for you right now, but it really could be anything and having that intuition and that honesty to really recognize what it is for you could be really, really helpful. All right. Thank you so much, Carolina, for being a very awesome resource uh, person on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. Uh, before we say goodbye, can you just uh, give us where we can connect with you online, where we can access all the amazing stuff that you have been uh, creating out in the world and where we can get a copy of your book uh, for people who will be interested in getting a copy of it? Absolutely. So you can find all about my coaching, my retreats, all that good stuff at euphoricaf.com. And if you're on Instagram, feel free to check me out at euphoric.af. And then if you're interested in my book, you can just type in the word euphoric into Amazon or go to www.euphoricbook.com. And it's just, it's, it's available in a lot of different countries around the world so that euphoricbook.com will help you if you're located um, anywhere. 
All right, our listeners out there, uh, for the past 50 minutes or so, or more than that, I've been having this amazing conversation with Carolina and really I've enjoyed myself. Uh, she has been one of the best uh, guests I've had on this uh, show and I'm super excited about that because I wish it's, uh, I have more time to talk to her, but I just have to go. And if you want to, uh, a link to end all of the uh, resources that she mentioned, just head straight to www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com and just search for Carolina in, that, in the search bar on that page and the show notes for this episode will pop right up with a link to every resources, the book uh, she recommend to us and also uh, the link to get a copy of our book. So thank you so much, Carolina, for joining me on this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. I really salute you. I uh, I really give kudos to you for uh, making something great out of your life where it could have been something else if you didn't really uh, quit a call back there. And even your story so far will surely be a source of inspiration for so many women and even entrepreneurs out there who want to, uh, who have dreamed of living that life. And uh, I must salute you for everything you have done. And I, I believe that the next few years uh, we'll be hearing you in greater places than where you are today. Oh, well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you and your audience. You know, I'm rooting for every single person listening to the show. You know, you're here for a reason and you were meant to develop your gifts in order to make a huge impact in the world and get that freedom and abundance you deserve. So thank you so much for having me on the show. All right. My pleasure. So listeners out there, this will be where I have to say goodbye on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until next time where I bring to you another awesome entrepreneur like Carolina. Um, my name is Maya once again, and I always like to leave you with this Keep the entrepreneurial fire burning and remember that someone out there, somewhere, somewhere in the world is waiting for that special value that only you will be able to give out to the world. So catch you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. For more episodes and the show notes for this episode, visit www.thesixfigureentrepreneur.com. And I would love for you to leave a review on iTunes if this episode has been of value to you. See you next time on another episode of the Six Figure Entrepreneur Podcast. And until then, keep building and keep the entrepreneurial fire burning.